Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Please note that this episode was recorded before Steven Nagosik was DFA'd before last night's game. We recorded this on Friday afternoon. Thank you. Hey Mets fans, welcome back to Today Your Love, Tomorrow the World Series. My name is Brian. With me, the returning champion, Chris McShane. And uh, Chris, I'm sorry to make you be a podcaster. I'm sorry that I, I'm the one who, who has to get you to do this because um, this is this is rough. I have not done our daily podcast all week because it's been too depressing. And um, it's not getting any better, my friend. Mets have lost six straight, swept by the Blue Jays and now the Atlanta Braves. Blew three games in a row where they had at least a three-run lead. Lost Pete Alonso possibly for a few weeks with a contusion on his hand slash wrist. Uh, ineffective starting pitching. Ineffective relief pitching. Ineffective offense. Except when it's effective, then the other parts are so ineffective it doesn't matter that the offense is effective. This is where we are as Mets fans right now. The Mets are three games under five hundred. They're in fourth place in the division. And this is beginning to feel like a very, very bad story I've read before. That's my preamble of depressing shit. Um, what do you? What say you, friend? I, I don't have a whole lot to offer. I, I guess I, I'm right there with everyone. Uh, you and pretty much everyone else I've seen. This is just not a, a fun way to experience baseball. Um, as much as we might want to fall back on just the fact that there's so many games remaining, uh, the fact that the bar has been lowered 
by Major League Baseball and the Mets somehow right now are only three games back of a wild card spot. Granted, uh, you know, there's there's a couple teams in between them and that spot now, but they are set to visit the Pirates who are in the third wild card spot. Uh, and, and to their credit, the Pirates are still over 500, which I did not think would be the case by the time this series came no, around. No, that's a shock. Uh, but yeah, no, this is just thoroughly sucked. Um, we can get into a little bit of, of what maybe could change in the in the immediate term. But I, I don't know. I, I think these players are capable of much better than this. Maybe not all of them, but most of them are capable of better than this. And it's always weird in, in baseball when you have what you you know you mentioned great starting pitching or great pitching in general in a game and a hard time scoring runs or you know last night they put up 10 runs and managed to lose 13 to 10 um it's just it's different even though eight of those players are playing defense and hitting within the same game. It, it, it's so unique in baseball that it's not like pretty much all the other team sports, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like it's the same group of guys. Uh, if football, American football is very different, but you know, hockey, basketball, soccer, uh, and, and various other sports that are like that. The teams are trying, you know, it's the same set of people out there trying to either advance the ball and score or prevent the other team from scoring. Baseball is very different in how that breaks down. And the pitcher is such a unique role in, in all of sports. And it's bizarre when it feels like you, like they're not isolated from it, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know, that maybe that comes with just being a member of a team and the whole vibe around everything right now is awful. So um, to the extent that a Hall of Fame pitcher who has done everything and proven everything um, can be affected by a general malaise of the team, maybe that plays into how bad Verlander was last night. Um, two nights ago, Scherzer was great until he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen that in a couple Scherzer starts. And I, you know, I'm not one to immediately go and say everything is Buck Showalter's fault, but maybe there's a little bit of a trend with Scherzer where, uh, you know, coming into the start, he had been excellent for for the last month. I think it was four starts. Um, it, it, his ERA was around one, uh, like one point oh something, mm-hmm. in those four starts. Maybe he needs a slightly quicker hook than we're accustomed to uh, seeing in the, over the course of his career. And, and we have seen a lot of it since he spent so much time as a division rival. But, yeah, I, it, it's just the team feels like they can't get out of their own way. Um, there were a couple plays in the outfield in this series that, uh, or, or at least during this losing streak, I I don't recall if McNeil's like triple bobble of a play happened against the Braves. Yeah, or I can't the Blue remember Jays. what that was either. But yeah. but that you know the ball that got past Marte in right field, uh, I, I think that was last night. Certainly it was in Atlanta. But just like a complete breakdown of fundamental play. You know when you see guys doing things that 
I don't, I don't want to say you learn in little league, but certainly by the time you got to like junior high or high school, if you were playing, uh, you know, basic concepts of getting your body in front of the ball to make sure that the worst case scenario doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't pick up a ball that's on the ground with your glove, you know, pick it up with your bare hand. Uh, when things like that are breaking down, it, it, you just start to go like, what, what is going on? Um, they, they have definitely lost their way. And again, I, I, I know almost all of them are capable of more because we saw it. We saw it last year or we've seen it for several years in the case of a lot of these players. Or even we've seen brief glimpses of it this year. Right. Without sustainability. Yeah. And it, it, again, you know, it wasn't that long ago that they swept the Phillies and they were three games over 500, which is not a major accomplishment, but uh, it felt like they had escaped that sub 500 phase of their season and they were poised to maybe not take off, but just, just stay on the right side of 500, um, start winning some series. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been pretty terrible. And I think it's frustrating to see the breakdowns of, of those basics out there and a front office and, and manager combo that is just not doing anything different. Yeah. There, there's a lot to say about all of this, but I'm going to try and keep my, my thoughts relatively brief here just because everyone's dealing, everyone's thinking the same things. Everyone's used to this, these lines of thought at this point, but I do think there are some things we need to talk about. Number one is I think Showalter's hook is too short, is too long with everybody. Like the other night, Carrasco looked fantastic and then came out for, I guess it was the sixth inning and instantly got in trouble. And I'm not saying you have to have somebody ready in the sixth inning for every single starter, but it seems like every time this happens, Showalter like forgets that the bullpen is a thing that exists and has to work up a bullpen plan once the trouble starts, as opposed to having a plan and executing it when trouble happens. Like, it just seems like no one's ever up when they need to be, when the starter starts to falter, ever. And that is very, very frustrating. I will also say that it is very frustrating to see a front office that built a bullpen with so many pieces that are now in AAA, and we have seen very... I don't think there's been a bullpen transaction in, like, three weeks. Is that correct? Yeah, Dave Capabianco was pointing that out on Twitter. Yeah, recently, and it was something that it hadn't dawned on me really. Uh, but that is the case. They have stuck with the same guys for too long, and yeah. I enjoy his, you know, the clips on social media. He gives funny answers. Uh, he had a great little jig when he hit that single uh, in his, earlier in his tenure with the Mets. But why is Tommy Hunter still on this team? I, <laughs> last night, they got to the 10th inning. They don't even score a run when it's basically given to you for free in extra innings. And you just know they're going to lose no matter what happens. And then it's Tommy Hunter who's coming out of the bullpen. And then I leave the game on just because I have to. I, I had to see the end of the, the train wreck, essentially. Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, you had texted me. And said, why the fuck am I still watching this game? <laughs> and you're not wrong. Right. I mean, it, 
so yeah, I I know he's well liked. I know he was a little bit of a fan favorite for a period of time, but I also don't think he'll get claimed. And if he's willing to go pitch in Syracuse and, and see if you can figure it out, great. But you, you can't just keep a guy on the roster who has an ERA of what is it now, over seven, over six. Um, but what situation is Tommy Hunter coming into right now? And like even mop-up feels dangerous because it feels like any game could slip away from this team. Sure, I'll, but I'll, I'll be a little bit more generous than you than you're being here, in that I think Tommy Hunter's probably fine for mop up duty. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that was not mop up duty last night. Right? No, <laughs> like, no, not even close. No matter what, he shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I don't. I don't know what Showalter is doing in terms of his bullpen management. I don't know what the team is thinking in terms of keeping the same, like I said, the same bullpen pieces there. And I know that guys like um, who is it? Uh, someone's out of options in that in that bunch besides Hunter. It's um, oh God, why am I doing complete blank? One of those, uh, one of their like, it's not Drew Smith. It's um, Nagosik. Nagosik's out of options. And I understand that maybe you don't want to risk Nagosik, but Nagosik's not pitching very well right now. Right. Take the chance. Yeah. Bring someone else up now and just, you know, give it a shot. The, the, the doing nothing is really bothering me. Um, and while I understand that offensively there is less to do, in the bullpen there's plenty to do. Even like, and look, I know that Tyler McGill just had another decent start over the weekend, but the fact that McGill had like three or four bad starts in a row, and you have options in AAA, specifically Joey Lucchese in AAA, and you're not even thinking about making that change, makes me nuts. But the bullpen is the is the easiest place for them to make actual changes right now with people they have under control, and they are not doing it, right. and it's very very frustrating. And even with Pete Alonso presumably hitting the injured list today uh, you know we've seen that Luis Guillorme is likely going to replace him on the roster and I like Guillorme but that is not that's not going to fix what's ailing the Mets right now and I know right. there's there's nobody who can replace the guy who is leading all of baseball on home runs right but I don't know if you're going to bring up Guillorme fine I, I like him I think he's a useful player but then make some other changes around other parts of the roster that that make that move uh, make a little more sense. Right. Um, for me, I would option Vientos back to Syracuse. That that doesn't mean this was his last shot at the major league level. Uh, he's been thoroughly unimpressive. Send him back. Let him get back into a groove there, and then bring him back. You know, maybe again at some point later this season. Obviously, you're not as, as on Twitter as I am because everyone's saying this is actually a good thing that Alonzo is hurt because it's going to let Vientos rake and ra and ramp up his trade value. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, that always uh, happens. <laughs> I don't see that happening. And I because they're still in a position that their season is not over, as miserable as it seems, um, I would option him. If Giorme's up, fine. Uh you know, he, he can definitely serve a purpose around the infield. 
Um, but I'd, I'd get Mauricio up, see what he looks like, give him time at second base, give him time in the lineup, uh, and just take it from there. Um, you literally have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. So I, I would do that. Uh, they, they do have some other bats down there. Uh, DJ Stewart, just as one example, uh, not that he'd be the savior for the team, but Vogelback has looked so useless. And I'm not saying AAA stats translate to major league stats, but DJ Stewart is essentially doing what you thought Vogelback would do uh, in an overall right. sense. Good on base percentage, although I'm not even sure Vogelback technically has that anymore. Um, what's it at? It's 343. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not great. But DJ right. Stewart has an on base percentage in the 360s, but he's got a slugging over 500. Uh, he's hit 11 home runs there. And, uh, you know, Vogelback has an isolated slugging under 100. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Um, but just swapping out a couple guys who, you know, who are really struggling uh, and bringing up literally anybody else. Yeah, I know a lot of times in these situations, it's it's a question of, well, what what would you, who would you call up? What would you do differently? But I do think they're in a, a spot now that it's sort of anybody else. Uh, Stewart might be my specific suggestion at this time. You know, Stewart, Mauricio, um, you know, pick your arm from the bullpen options in uh, in Syracuse. But, you know, Denny Reyes had looked pretty good as a reliever before the Mets used him in a spot start and he, he got shelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the relief addings had gone pretty well. John Curtis is down there. Uh, is, is he going to be the answer? I don't know. Uh, Grant Hartwig is down there. He was somebody who sort of caught some, you know, attention in spring training. Uh, his numbers in Syracuse aren't amazing, but it, you do you do get to a point that you just have to try something different. Uh, and then even with the guys who are here, even if they don't make any other moves, um, Alvarez has to hit every day, and that's easier now because Narvaez is back. Mm-hmm. And you can just DH him. And if Narvaez gets hurt and you have to lose the DH to get Alvarez into that game, whatever. So yeah, you, you you put a band aid on that the next day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with Alonzo out of the lineup, Alvarez has to be in there every day and he has to be in the top, you know, top few spots of the order. Um, and I don't think that's going to be overwhelming for him. He he is he's one of the few bright spots the Mets have right now. Just yeah, crushing baseballs. Um, it, it's within reason to think he can end up with thirty home runs this year, maybe twenty five. Um, which, considering he didn't even start the year at the major league level uh, or immediately get the starting gig. Uh, that would be really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing I'll say, Tommy Pham was sort of high on my DFA potential list, but he's been playing better than anybody else. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, Who's on that list lately. So he, he's definitely um, gotten himself into a position that, that that's not, that's not the guy I would cut right now. And no, 
you know, we know in baseball that you don't want to make, you know, decisions based on very recent play or a small sample size. Um, you know, you just look back to the way the Mets cut Travis Darno and yep. how stupid that looks now. Mm-hmm. But the guys who we're talking about are, I'm a little more comfortable with that. And also it's not the second week of April right now. It's right. It's the second week of June. <laughs> yeah. And also there are ways to be creative with all the guys we talked about. I yeah. am sure that Vogelback is, is feeling right now. Like he is just a, you know, he's probably feeling pretty useless, pretty down on himself. I'm sure they said, Hey, listen, why don't we fake a back injury for two weeks and see how you're feeling afterwards. Right. I'm sure he'd be cool with that. Right. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I keep looking for things to say on uh, to add to what you're saying, but you're saying everything I want to say right now. And yeah. so I don't think we're in the minority here. I think everybody's kind of looking at this the same way. I think it's easy to say the season's over. I mean, I got a text from my father-in-law today. He said, I know it's early, but the fat lady's warming up. And and while I don't disagree that we are getting closer than I thought we'd be at this point, the season is not over yet, and things can still be turned around. However, the most frustrating thing, and you were just saying this, is that there appears to be no real plan for how to turn this around. The plan right now is things will get better. That's right. not a plan. Right. Yeah, no. Um, so I think we've thrown some ideas out there that are – uh, reasonable ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll necessarily <clears throat> save the Mets and turn things around, but uh, just just one more thing in my to back up my uh, desire to see Vientos get 
sent back to Syracuse mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> Again, of anybody who's you know who's been on this roster, he he has the least playing time. Uh, but he's got a thirty percent, almost thirty one percent strikeout rate, which is the worst of any Mets hitter this year, and a two point six percent walk rate, which is the worst of any Mets hitter this year. Um, Tomas Nito was slightly better in both, and I had no problem with him getting DFA. Obviously, Vientos is much younger; he has options. It's not somebody you need to DFA, right? I'm not advocating for that. Um, but he's he's not done what you brought him here to do, um, and that's fine. But let him let him play in Syracuse for you know, the length of a, of an option. So a position player is 10 days minimum. Um, and maybe revisit that idea down the road. I know that leaves a situation where Mark Hanna is your first baseman. And I know Mark Hanna doesn't exactly have like a sexy batting line, but he's been slightly above league average as a hitter. Um, he is not a Pete Alonso replacement, but, he can handle the position. Then uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see Mauricio at second, Canna at first, um, you know, Guillaume getting some innings. Uh, that, Yeah, that's Mauricio and Guillaume could complement each other too because yes. you could DH Mauricio on days that Alvarez catches and then in games where Mauricio starts at second base, you Guillaume is a defensive upgrade on almost everybody on the roster in the infield, mm-hmm. um, non-Lindor division. So they they could complement each other. Uh, you know, the Mets have, have some redundancies in their roster, and that it would feel like adding another one. But um, try it. Yeah, <laughs> just try it. <laughs> God damn it, try it. <laughs> yeah, just give us something different. Yeah, so that, that that's pretty much. I think yeah. I'm out of steam on the on on this week and what the Mets are doing. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, going with the sort of idea of trying something different, that is the one thing if the season is is already done, then to me this becomes like there was that Ben Lindbergh book that was called the, the the only rules that has to work where he took over like a minor league team and just tried wild shit with it, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's what become that's what this season can become. If the, if if the if it's going to be a lost season, then find out what you have with all these guys. Just do some experiments. Because if, if you're not going to win the division and you're not going to come close to getting a wild card spot, then see what Mauricio has. Then maybe you do call up Vientos again. You let him figure out at the major league level. But until that point, until you have said, this is it. We're not we're not trying for we're not trying to win the division anymore this season. I think you have to just you have to give it of good faith effort to shake up a couple of things. And to not necessarily just take the oh, these guys are better than this, they'll snap out of it approach. Because while I believe that for a lot of these guys, you still can't you can't go through the whole season this way. You just, you just can't do it. It's right. And aside in terms of the trying something new thing, without delving too much into my Liverpool fandom, but that similar scenario. For those who are familiar with that league, team starts the the season with high expectations, underperforms in the early part of the season, 
Uh, and, and without even getting into the specifics, they had a player who they started trying in a sort of hybrid, different role, uh, who's a very talented player. And they started trying to do that maybe a little too late. Now, they had a lot of injury issues, whereas the Mets only have, you know, Edwin Diaz is their significant injury. But uh, trying something new worked. It ended up being too little too late. So just with the teams I follow, I would love to try something new. And, and if it doesn't work, then, hey, we're still in the same spot. But, <laughs> right. you know, if it does, try it sooner rather than later because then you can benefit from it from for a longer period of time. So, um, yeah, it, it, there is, oh, I forget the name of the author of the book, uh, but back from like improv days, being around UCB all the time and and, and then doing it uh, ourselves in college. Um, I forget if it was the Del Close book or there was another book, but there are two books is like the foundation of uh, long form improv comedy. Uh-huh. And I think the first sentence of the book I'm I'm thinking about, or maybe even the title of it was do something <laughs> and, and just, just simple. Just d- don't sit there and wait for other people to start the scene. Don't, don't just assume that things are going to get funnier or in, in the sports case, things are going to get better. Um, please Mets do, do something, anything different. Uh, the worst case is that you get swept by the next two teams. <laughs> yeah. You won't be the A's this year, no matter what. Right. That's it. That's the answer. All right, let's get out of here. Let's talk about some music. Chris, what's your music pick for this week? Uh, I am going with uh, an album that that uh, has been in rotation for me for for quite a while. Uh, they used to go by Antibalis Afrobeat Orchestra. They've they've consolidated the name to just Antibalis, uh, but they're on Daptone Records, they're based in Brooklyn. They've been around, geez, 20 years now, uh, or, or almost 20 years. Um, and they are a band that is very heavily influenced by an artist whose music you recommended, I think, earlier this year, Fela Kuti. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you've listened to any of his music, it sounds a whole lot like that. Uh, they've, uh, when there was a Broadway show, based on his music they were members of the band were uh, you know musical director uh house band they were involved in that broadway production um and they're just they're a hell of a live band that i i wish i'd seen more often live over the all these years i've seen them a few times and and i hope to see them again soon they're still very active um i think they play broken bowl a lot and i just haven't gone out to any of those shows but they made a record that they put out in 2004 called who is this America? Um, it has musically always been my favorite of their records. Although I've enjoyed several, uh, pretty much everything they've put out. Um, but when I'm in the mood to listen to this band, this is always the record I go back to. And one of my favorite tracks on the record is the third track. It's called indictment. I wonder why that, that might be appropriate this week. Uh, why. the record, the record came to mind, um, and it's just, it, it's damn good music. So if you didn't listen to Brian's recommendation earlier, I recommend you do. But, uh, if you start with Antibalis and then go backwards, you know, there's no wrong way to approach it. Um, no, you're, you're, you're going to get the same style of music by some fantastic musicians. Um, and you know, I, I do love that about music. You can either go back and try to start from the beginning for a new genre and build your way up to 
current times or you can go in reverse but um but yeah throw on the record you know it's it's just it's very enjoyable music and even the songs that are political like the one that i cited still have like uh, it's just fun <laughs> So mm-hmm. if you if you want to have fun and be angry at the same time, uh, <laughs> that song can accomplish both of those things, and uh, I, I think it's important to do that. Not all their songs have that exact vibe, but but that one does, and it is still to me their best record. So check it out. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I love that record. Uh, so for my pick, I am going. Uh, I need to get out of the '90s, but I'm gonna have another '90s pick for this week i i have not been listening to a lot of new music i've tried about 10 different records this year that came out recently and i haven't even made it through it just hasn't been grabbing me and it's across all sorts of genres i think i'm just in a funk or something but um i this is definitely the weirdest album i've recommended in a minute um it is by the band mr bungle which is a i people call it a side project from faith no more and that's not really fair this was lead singer Mike Patton's band before he joined Faith No More, and he continued on with them after. And um, this particular record called California from 1999. And this is one of the albums that I dare you to try to categorize it. Like, it is it is so all over the place. And I could definitely understand if that is not... If you like records to be, like, a very straightforward experience where there is a sound and a vibe... And it continues that throughout the album. This is not the album for you. It has bits of funk, of metal, of like elevator music and bossa nova, of country, of sort of classical stuff, of jazz. It has a little bit of everything in it. And that sounds like a lazy way to describe it. And I wish I had. A, a more specific vocabulary for this, but I can't come up with one because it is just such a hodgepodge. But it it all hangs together in a way that is sort of shocking. Like, I would not expect an album this diverse to have anything resembling like a tone to it. But there sort of is, despite all of the genres that it rolls through. I was looking at the review on allmusic.com, and I just want to read this list of things that of... Uh, influence they put here pop swing rockabilly country and western bossa nova hawaiian middle eastern uh jazz zappa-esque doo-wop art funk post-rock space age pop spaghetti western music warped circus melodies and dramatic pseudo new age plus a smidgen of heavy metal that's 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 like every genre in the world listed (laughs) in there um but the thing that ties it all together is Mike Patton as a vocalist is incredibly expressive and really can do all sorts of things with his voice. He can sound delicate and scary sort of back to back. And this is certainly not my like everyday listening, but whenever I put on a Faith No More or a Mr. Bungle record, I'm just taken by how his voice is truly one of the more unique voices in all of rock over the last – all of music rather – for the last 30 years. I mean, uh, there was a Bjork record that came out maybe 10 years ago where like most of the instrumentation is sampled Mike Patton vocals. You know, that's a very, very strange, very strange thing to to have as the bed of a record, especially a Bjork record, but that's how versatile the guy's vocals are. So if you're in the mood for something weird, something you've never heard before, go with California by Mr. Bungle from 1999. I think you'll be, I think you'll be at least surprised by it. You may not like it, but you'll be surprised by it. 
And uh, I think that does it for us this week, Chris. I I hope next week we have a better mood about the show. Yeah, that that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do. It's, uh, that is up to the Mets. Yes, it is. It is. And until then, you can go to patreon.com slash applesauce to support this podcast directly. You can follow me on Twitter at, Chris, at Brian Needs an App, Chris on Twitter at Chris Machine. I almost said my Twitter handle was your name. Uh, and until next time, <laughs> let's go Mets. Please play better. <laughs>